What's up, everybody? Hey, it's Sean and Brad, Guys Beer Sports, coming at you for uh, championship week in the NFL. Uh, big fights tonight, uh, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, another great card for UFC, so we'll get into those. A lot of hockey talk to talk, a lot of hockey talk to talk. And uh, we got some baseball stuff I think we should probably pick up, too, because spring training is on its way. So, Sean, good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing well. Yeah. You know. It's been a – man, I was I was stoked about this uh, getting up today to be talking about this, all these things that have happened in sports this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same hand, um, I've started a new position right now at work, and it requires me to go in pretty early. So uh, I'm not used to these hours at this moment. Not used to doing like, this much work either. Yeah, be there. Right? Will you be like eight thirty? No, no, no. Uh, Got to be there for like five forty-five. Yeah, oh, and then going till about five or six at night. So, yeah, that's good that's, for you. Keeps you. Young. Yeah, yeah. It keeps you young. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, we're gonna get to our sponsor in a second. I just wanted to give a shout out here. Uh, my wife and I ended up going Wednesday because we just finished our lockdown, right? Our quarantine. So we decided to go get some barbecue and we stopped at uh, Up Street Barbecue and Brew House. Picked up uh, a six pack of this. It's called uh, Common. It's a Pilsner, 4.5% from Up Street Brew House. Uh, so Up Street originally is from Prince Edward Island, but they do have um, the capabilities like they actually have a brew house within the, the actual restaurant there as well here on, on uh, windmill road. And so uh shout out to those guys, at upstreet uh, brewing. Great job. It's a nice Pilsner. It goes, goes down. Nice. Uh Thank you. And I want to say thanks to flyers. Let's hear it about flyers, Brad. One time for flyers. Flyers is a great Pilsner too. And you can watch them brew beer through the window of their bar. It's fantastic. Uh, flyers, all things, food, beer, great times they've got a good outdoor seating area so in this pandemic if you want to get out of your house and go eat you can do that they've got curbside takeaway you can order online it's the greatest thing they got going uh, i'm gonna get a prime rib sandwich later today so oh dude uh, that's beautiful yeah so out of flyers we appreciate your support uh, thanks for keeping going in this trying times we appreciate you yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, thanks again, Flyers. And listen, any Canadians out there at Whitby Island, um, if it's your first time there, you haven't gone to Flyers yet, do go. It is definitely worth it, and you're you're not going to regret it. Do they still have the counter up there Oh yeah. to uh, St. Patty's Day? Yep. I love that counter, man. Yeah, if you go in there, uh, <laughs> ask for Tony and tell him we said hello. Anyway, there we go. Again, thanks, Flyers. Oh, my goodness, man. What a week of sports. Like, um... So we've had our first full week of NHL hockey, right? We're well into the swing of things in the NBA. Very excited about that. Yeah, like right now, this this is my favorite time of year because we're into championship sports. Hockey started. Usually, this is around October that we're all feeling this, but it's a little bit delayed. Um, so, <laughs> but it's doesn't happening. Any, doesn't make any sense, but okay, I'll go with you. Uh, well, listen, listen. Okay, so I got a. I have a. I have a. I don't know. I have some people that uh, obviously are dog and sports being back. You know, they don't like the can noise and everything. Right. But it's like, man, what's better to have this or to have no sports? Like, come on. Man. Oh, no, this is better. 
Way uh, better. And yeah. And man, early on when we were watching sports and they didn't have the can noise, it was weird. It is so weird. I, I have two thoughts on this. And it depends on the sport. Because I really like the MMA without a crowd. Yeah. I think that's fun. Yes. And it works. Yeah. Because you can hear those cracks. Yeah. 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 You hear the cracks. You hear the coaches. Like all that stuff's fun, right? I, I really enjoy the MMA, you know, small crowd, no crowd deal. The rest of sports, I mean, you got to have something. Like it's just the NBA is a little bit weird because they have like these over uh, aggressive cheers and booze, you know, which is <laughs> fine. <laughs> You know, it feels like they just got the guy that works at EA Sports to come in and just push buttons, but <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, as we yeah. kind of like, and they've learned how to like tighten in the camera shots so that you can see. Uh, you don't, you see, don't see the crowd, crowd, and you just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad no, at all. It's not bad at all. I mean, honestly, it, if you had no crowd noise, I think that that would have been really terrible. They the did NBA. it. Remember when the NBA started? They didn't have any noise at all. And the first couple of football games eerie. didn't have noise, and it was like, mm, those yeah, stadiums yeah. are too big to not have noise. And maybe that's what it is, right? It's yeah. the size of the venue. But, but tell me, <clears throat> at the Ralph, buddy, at the Ralph, <laughs> those 6,000 people there did not sound like 20 or 30. It was crazy, crazy. Well, that was, the, I was yeah. Yeah. the smaller the building with more people. Did you see uh, anything from the NBA last night? What are we talking about? Brooklyn and Cleveland? Or Raptors uh, and that. I was you know, just it was I was more COVID uh, related than it was anything else, and it was the uh, I heard that there was uh, a bunch of players that uh, I, I just briefly heard about that that they they uh, all tested positive and they had to cancel a game. It was like a thir- it was a Washington, right? Uh, well, it was Washington last week. This week it's Memphis. Memphis, yeah, Memphis canceled two games in Portland because uh, they couldn't get enough players together and you know all that stuff. It was, uh, but last night it was. Uh, Oh, let's see here. It was the the Charlotte Hornets and uh, who did they play? And I didn't watch the game. I just saw one part of it. Oh, the Chicago Bulls. And uh, yeah, Mel yeah. Balls is an amazing pass <clears throat> down uh, to Devontae Booker. Mm-hmm. I believe it's what the name is. Anyway, he goes up, gets oh, Devontae Graham. Sorry, Devontae Graham. Sorry. sorry. Uh, and uh, he gets fouled and he yells, what the? Like, like that. And then that's who goes. Hey everybody! Sorry about our microphones. Uh, we were a little asleep on the button. <laughs> like later in the day, just drops an F bomb on TV. It was bound to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they're having that. They don't have it's not a problem, but they have this issue with uh, in Portland too because Gold or uh, Carmelo Anthony loves to yell. Uh, that's my or get the I don't hear what he says, but they basically get the f out. That's my ball or something like that. Right, whenever it's a right, rebound, right. he just that's a, that's his like his rallying cry, and like the whole team laughs whenever he does it. But he does it like six or seven times a game. So someone like has to be on that button because all of a sudden the crowd noise just goes dead. So it was like a blank spot in the broadcast because Mel's yelling. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I love it. That's man, you know, man. I've had a, I've had a long uh, fandom with Carmelo Anthony, so it's fun to watch him. Uh, in now, my local market right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's too bad that your trailblazers really, though, don't look. And I heard that, uh, what's his face is injured there for a little bit there? Uh, McCollum, he's injured again. Yeah, McCollum broke his foot. Uh, yeah. Nurkic broke his wrist, which is in reality is a bigger deal. You know, yeah. the backups behind Nurkic are worse than the, you know, 
I have a question. He's to ask an all-star, him. right? And he's, you know, he's going, but he's, yeah. you know, Gary Trent and, and those guys can kind of fill that void for a couple of weeks. Where it's yeah. not going to be a big hurt. It's the, the big man is going to be the big one. So I have a question to ask and it's to do with the championship games, but I, I think I'm going to leave it for that segment when we get into there, there, but it, just remind me about this question there. It is to do with coaching and it is to do with uh, injuries. So yeah, yeah let's do it. you want to get into it right now? All right, let's do it. What do you want? You want to talk? I mean, I'm. I don't have no, no, no. Let's, let's listen. Listen. That's that's the front stage right now. Is the yeah, AFC? I don't have anything else to say about basketball. Really, I would rather talk. Well, oh, I got tons to say about basketball. There's tons in here, man. I was watching. Okay, let me just get onto this right now with my notes since I have them here. Yeah. Let's get your okay. Notes All get right. Your notes out, All right. Nets Cavaliers. Cavaliers yeah. spank the Nets two times in a row, back to back. Jared Allen looks like a beast out there. Do you Jared think that they're, is a beast. they're missing him, man? Cleveland all of a sudden, like running up and down. James Harden looked very ordinary. Kyrie Irving last night was your top scorer. And, of course, uh, I don't know what's happening with Durant right now that he's out. Was it Well, it's, re- it's rehab for his Achilles. They have is a general it? plan. Yeah. So so he sat last night resting that Achilles. He played 15 minutes the night before. Yeah. yeah. So I watched that game. That game is amazing. Colin Sexton is a monster. Yes. Right. It went at Kyrie. They were trading shots in the end. And you go to overtime. I think, you know, there's a lot of noise about uh, Brooklyn and all those things right now. Man, you like, that team's played two games together. Whatever, man. Two games together. I hear I hear what you're saying, right? It's, it's a little bit early to be like. But you, you just traded all these assets because they're assets. They were all yeah. great players. I mean, I, to I, don't, me. I, don't, I don't disagree. It's just early. It's early to judge. Yeah. I, I like what Dave said, though. Dave kind of had me chuckling. Uh, Dave Sadler yep. comes on Mondays usually. Yep. Good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. So he ended up stating, which was hilarious on Facebook, I thought, is that the the Nets are it's nothing more than a video game team. Yep. You know, when you make that all-star trade, and you're they, like, yeah. They might end up being that. It 100% might be. But you just, you know, you got Katie coming back from injury. You got Kyrie coming back from injury. James but, Harden uh, was not in playing shape. In Houston because he wasn't happy. No, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Like they might be the four seed in the East, but if they're healthy and have a half a game of uh, if they if they're able to take the All Star break and make that last push and all be healthy and get on a groove, you don't want to see that team in the playoffs. I agree with you. It doesn't matter where they come into the postseason. Now, the same thing with the Lakers is what I'm saying as well. Is that the Lakers really? I mean, it becomes a two man show over there. Okay, everybody else is just um, situational players. You know what I mean? They just come on and just there. Um, and here's the thing Lakers, they made it look easy against the Bucks on Wednesday. Like they made that look easy. And all I'm thinking is like, they're just on cruise control. They don't care where they come in. They just know when they're in the postseason, yeah, it's low. They're going to take it to you. It's load management at this point for, I think both of those teams. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that the uh, Milwaukee Bucks have taken a step back. Especially for the uh, talent that's around there. Yeah, the well, resigning. What, what we saw and all those things, like they yeah. just they just took a step backwards. They're not the same. Seventy sixers look good. Seventy sixers look do. good out of the gate. They do, and, and I want to get back to the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers look really good. They I'll do. I'll be curious to see. I haven't seen it yet, and maybe it's because I just haven't looked this morning. Oh, look, it's the second round pick. The trading uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Wow. After that outburst for just a second round pick, you're talking about a guy who was a first round pick just a season ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand why you got to trade them because, you know, that's a big All right. All right. So to the uneducated on this, just uh, give a little 
break down there. Kevin Porter played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then uh, apparently they moved his locker when they made this trade with Brooklyn to accommodate someone else's uh, locker desire, mm-hmm. and he took umbrage to that. And so he ended up throwing some food at the gym and, uh, you know, had a little a locker room outburst. And so he didn't wasn't allowed to come back. Uh, to practice with the team, and then he's in Houston uh, today. So yeah, or I don't blame I don't blame the GM or the coach if they did that. Uh, I don't either. No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like you can't have behind. that. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to run your mouth and run your mouth behind a closed door in the office. You don't, you know, be a grown up. Yeah, yeah. But, like, thank you. I get you're 21, but you know, handle your business correctly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, you don't need to be dealing with that. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what Cleveland turns out to be in the East. You know, with uh, this influx of talent, and you know. I agree. Oh, nice I totally agree. Jared well. Allen, I'm like a big fan right now. It's like well, I unbelievable. I, I, I think that's the biggest piece that came out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That Bill mm-hmm. Miss, right? He, man, well, him and Levert, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that that Harden eases that Levert burden, though, right? Like a little. I think is that they don't get. You don't have that. They won't miss him. They no. won't miss Levert as much as they will miss Allen. Cause I just noticed. I mean, that guy's a beast on the backboards, beast blocking. He's not. He's he's yeah. not playing, man. He's yeah. not playing. Like you know what I mean. Like he's out yeah. there, and he's like, I'm I'm taking this to you. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I was just, it was nice that they gave they gave Brooklyn two black eyes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. There and those back to backs. The first game was really good. Last night's game was not competitive. No, no. That, but that the, that just that, shows the game. You. Yeah, that game Thursday night was pretty cool. Yeah, but that just—I know—it went with a triple overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah double yeah, overtime, was, something yeah, like it that. Was more, it was—it was double overtime, but that was one of the best yeah. things I've seen this year. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? So, I mean, and and so, like the Raptors right now are playing for the playoff lives. There's some teams that are just—they're playing for their lives, right? Then there's teams that just like they really don't care. Like the Clippers too; they just on, go on this tear for five games. Uh, Paul George gets 12 assists, looks like a beast all of a sudden. Um, they're coming together. They're coming together now nicely. Yeah. So I think it's going to start, you know, the, the, the teams who we think are going to go where they're going to go are starting to, the big surprises. There are the 76ers. They're up there. Number one in Cleveland. So, I mean, those are two very nice surprises, and, yeah. uh, you know, except for the 76ers. I really don't care about the 76ers, but that's just a fan talking there, but it is probably, you know, if you're a Philly fan, you're very happy because you don't have very much else. That's not true. You have your, well, if you're, if you're a Philly fan, you've got to be, uh, excited about the 76ers. Absolutely. Joel finally looks like he's doing something. Ben yeah. Simmons is coming together. Doc, Doc Rivers is turning that team around. Yeah. You know, uh, the Pacers being the two seed right now is a surprise. Yes. Yes. And they're only going to get better, right? When they get diverted. Like, I, you know, uh, Indiana, just because they played in the West Coast this week, I got to see them a couple times. Man, they're, they're a good ball club. That's crazy. Crazy land right now, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. They're probably the surprise team in the league, right? Is uh, the Pacers? I mean, people knew they were good, but not this good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm probably doing the Phoenix Suns a disservice because the Phoenix Suns are a good basketball team, also. They're surprising as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I have a not soft spot for Chris Paul. Uh, yeah. But man, he really has matured into a phenomenal leader, and, and he was the difference in that. To turn that team right, he's got Devin Booker. He was the difference well, in OKC as well the year before, right? Like OKC yeah. really had nothing, and it was Chris Paul that came over there and really solidified them. Now, yeah, but I, I hate both those things, right? Like, yeah, I hate. I'm not good. It's not about. That. <laughs> I got you. Okay, I'm talking about some very 
touchy subjects here. Yeah, listen, I'll I'll get back on that. Chris Paul's a good player at this stage in his career. I'm All right, not. I I wanted to, I wanted to touch on a little pop culture here. Who would have thought that Bernie Sanders would have been the politician to bring the whole country together with all those memes? Those are just precious. Oh, precious. Unbelievable. We needed something. I mean, we, we, you know, we probably should have saw it coming because uh, (laughs) he had a hit in the primaries too. Remember? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm here again asking for whatever, you know, that was hilarious, but this one is the best. I don't know. Everybody's I, using them. I couldn't pick a favorite. I'll tell you that right now. No, they're they're all I, so I, good. There, there's probably three or four that are like there was one of him ejecting out of a, a fighter jet. That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> the MMA one is just killing me, guys. We have yeah, the arm so bar. The MMA one by itself, which is hilarious, and then there's the <laughs> MMA one with Joe Rogan <laughs> and Tommy <laughs> reacting to it, and that one's better. That's in the top. That's in the top for me. Um, there's one where he, he got put in place of Ice Cube in the Friday in Friday, so it's him and Chris Tucker. That's oh yeah. <laughs> um, there's one where I saw. Um, this is just like you know two ex captains of the Leafs, so Wendell Clark and Doug Gilmore on our bikes and Winter taking a bike ride. As they were taking a bike ride, guess who we saw in the park? It was Bernie Sanders behind them. I saw one late last night that was a picture from like the mid '90s, and it was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg sitting on the back of a Impala. You know, I'm assuming <laughs> in the Crenshaw area, and they got Bernie Sanders posted up on the trunk with them in between them. Man, you, we probably got Black another week of this. We probably got another week of this, and, and yeah, yeah. Bernie, thank you for wearing those gloves and sitting the way you did. You brought this country together. <laughs> You're a patriot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, what you want to say about Bernie Sanders' policies or his personality, but that guy brings the world together like no one else. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, I, I, we needed we needed that win. You know, yeah. all throughout the world, we needed that. I think so. Yeah, uh, I should say that the Gangnam Style one is also hilarious. I, I haven't seen that one. You're gonna have to send that. <laughs> all right, top shelf. All right. I do want to touch on this here. So NHL, we're back in the week one. Right? So Pierre-Luc Dubois comes out at the beginning of the season there on uh, Columbus. He's, he's a centerman for the Columbus Blue Jackets. So yeah. the Old year the that, yeah, the year that Austin Matthews got Pierre drafted. Did you just say that? <laughs> Pierre Dubois. Yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Okay. So anyways, the year that that draft happened, Austin Matthews went number one. Patrick Line. Went to Winnipeg number two, and Pierre Luc Dubois went number three to uh, Columbus. Okay, so the, he's got tons of talent, loads of talent, but he's playing for John Tortorella. You know Torts, right? Yeah, yeah. He's your greatest American hockey coach. Okay, and he reminds me what a Italian American is too, just hot blooded, doesn't care, ready to fight anybody. Like I will never forget when he tried to go in there to fight the whole entire Calgary Flames uh, yeah. locker room. So, yeah. So anyway, so old Torch, he's hard on the players. And I remember last year in the playoffs, he had like Pierre Luc Dubois by pretty much his chin strap, pulling him into him, telling him like how he needs him to go out there and start leading his team. And of course, he went out there and he he started playing. Right, he played hard. But all of a sudden comes back and he's like, you know, I don't want to play for him and I don't want to be in Columbus. I mean, I don't know why. Columbus is a very beautiful city. 
but well uh it sounds like uh old tort bench dubois on, yes uh, he did and i don't blame him because i had a look at that game and here's old uh pierre luc dubois going out there and instead of like poke checking or trying to get out there to play he's just nonchalantly going out there and it takes 10 seconds to get off the ice so that's a guy that's going out there telling his teammates saying, I don't care about you. I don't care about anything. I'm not about to take a check. I'm not about to get hit before I get traded. So yeah, this is what I'm doing. Well, so of course here, you're going to bench him. And here's what has to be the frustrating part is that he just signed a two year deal like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but the thing good. is that, yeah, restricted free agency though. So, I mean, unless somebody else's matches that and then are willing to give you true draft well, choices, he just got paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just got traded, and I don't blame... As he probably should have. It sounds like he's a sissy. Yeah, I don't blame them one bit for trading his butt. Probably a lot of hair product in that guy's face. Well, he's about to become a Winnipeg Jet, so it's just so funny that the number two draft pick and the number three draft pick of that year are being traded. So, Patrick Line... And we're talking about five years later, right? Which isn't... Not long. Should be the prime of their careers. Exactly. Like... Like they're all young, young, young players. He's so twenty-two. Yeah, they're all young. Yeah, yeah, they're all super young players. They're all like basically their their upsides. They're both twenty-two. They're yeah. both twenty-two years old. Their upsides are huge. Their upsides are huge right now. And the thing is, is that so you got Line A going to Winnipeg. Look. The big names will just say Pierre-Luc Dubois and Line. There's, there's other people, too, that a lot of people aren't going to get, except unless you're Canadian. We do have a lot of Canadians here. You don't think there's Americans that enjoy hockey? hockey. There is. There is. <laughs> so Line and Roslovic goes to Blue Jackets for Dubois. So it's funny that Line was a number two draft pick, but you have, you have to give more in order to get Dubois. Isn't that crazy? Well, Columbus is sending back a third round pick to Winnipeg. Well, there you go. Third round picks, they mean something too, right? So, so it, it might, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. But like this is this is huge. Well, and the other thing is too is that um uh, you know, Lane's not under contract, right? So he's got some things. He's in a final year of his deal. He's hurt right now. Like there's a bit of there's a bit of a gamble here on the Columbus Blue Jackets part. And well, I think it's just clearing that air that um Locker yeah. room, man. You can't have well, that in a locker room. Yeah, That's neither, one of, neither one of those players wanted to be where they were. No, line A, same thing as well. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. He didn't want to be in Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm good. Sorry, I went there. People in Winnipeg, too. <laughs> restaurants and wonderful hockey. Like, I just, I just feel like from a hockey perspective. The coldest intersection in the world, or at least North America, is in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's terrible. I have a decent amount of family in Canada, and none of them are in Winnipeg. So <laughs> it's super cold, man. Um, I they just think like get the Bernie Sanders means that they probably have those gloves and jackets, right? <laughs> That's it. Like, like to me, man, you can't have you can't have. I understand the coaches are hard, right? And we're we're talking about millennials now, and I got nothing wrong with millennials. But the thing is, though, is that they're a little soft. They're a little soft, right? Brad, are you a millennial though? Are you on that cusp? No, you're you're well, on I'm the cusp. Be, I'm not be on the cusp. I missed it by a couple of years for sure. There you go. So, like millennials are a little soft. Like you can't tell them in a harsh way what to do. 
because they get they get upset, right? It's like you're not giving them the respect that they deserve and you're treating them like horribly. But what they don't understand is that these guys want the best coming out of them. Yeah. And sometimes well, you know the why best... that way? Mm. Because the generation that raised them raised them soft. It's true though. Yeah. Not yeah. excusing their behavior, but just saying like you can't talk trash about millennial if you birth one. Yeah. No, nah, you're absolutely correct because it's that's just like it. that was like the first everyone gets a trophy generation. Mm-hmm. And that's the ramifications that I we don't have enough time of the day for me to get started on the everyone gets a trophy garbage. But having said that, okay, having said that, it just brings into my mind is coaches. So John Tortorella, we all know is hard on coaches, right? Uh, hard on players. He's probably hard on coaches too, to be honest with you. Right? Yeah, but he could he, be. He probably don't last long. That guy's not just that way with players. Yeah. Who else would you rank up there as far as a coach's hard on players? You mean like everywhere? Yeah, and all, 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 all the all the four major North American sports. Like Ted Knight comes into my head right away. <laughs> Ted Knight. Is it Ted Knight? Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. I'm sorry. Ted Knight was the actor. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, maybe he was hard on people too. I don't know. But no, no. Ted Knight Bobby was Knight. on. Uh, Bobby Knight for sure. Yeah, Bobby Knight. That's what I meant. Ted Knight was uh, on. Uh, yeah. Oh, forget yeah. it. He was an actor. Anyways, uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Hard on his players. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, though? Hard on his players, but I still think he respect respected people. You know what I mean? But like, he, But he runs out the soft ones. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like the ones that he ends up having a respect for are the ones that can, you know, that show up to work. And the, the guys that get a little soft, you know, they get out. Um, what is a uh, man? I know this, too, because I laugh about it all the time. The guy that Belichick traded Cleveland uh, during the winless thing, he's a linebacker. He's a good linebacker. God, what is his name? It'll come to me in a second. Anyway, so this guy, his linebacker, plays these a couple years, and he's starting to feel himself. So he tells Bill, you know, that's some kind of thing. And Bill's like, oh, okay. And so he trades him to Cleveland for a draft pick. Yeah. Just out of spite with like three years left on his deal. So this guy's still playing Cleveland. It's like the 15, 16 season. Oh. You know, they just suck. Ugh. And then he went and played somewhere else after that in contract. And then he was back in, uh, in New England last year. I think he sat. I think he even like sat out this year. He opted out. So I'm sure. And that'll be the wow. thing to watch. I think with uh, the Belichick crew is how they're going to treat those defenders that opted out of this, uh, this season. Now, Bobby Knight, didn't he actually put hands? He actually choked oh, out. A couple times. Yeah. A couple like times. choked out a player. It's like. I think the last straw for him was choking a player in practice, but he choked a player on the sideline of a game in the 90s. Uh, he threw a chair at a ref at one point, like in game, like, you know. Okay. So you have yeah. him. He loses his job. Tortorella goes to fight a whole organization. <laughs> he kind of lost his well, job there, but they still hired him back in Columbus. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, how many hockey coaches? I mean, Bobby Knight probably could have still kept going if he wanted to. Somebody would have given him. I mean, our Bryles is coaching somewhere too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Coach of Baylor and all the rampant abuse that was going on there. You know, I mean, if you're a good, that, and that's the thing is, if you're a good coach, you can get a job virtually anywhere, even if you have a moment of indiscretion or moments. Well, of look at Mike Babcock right now. I mean, I don't think Seattle's going to touch him with a ten foot pole. 
So he's going to be very much into his gig at NBC, especially now that he came clean on what he did with the Leafs. And he, even he admitted that that was wrong. But it's like, what what, what was he thinking at that moment? I, I don't even understand. Well, it wasn't, right? That's probably part of the problem. There's, like, there's you, you sit there. Emotional intelligence for a lot of coaches. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know? Bill and Belichick, though, that, that that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, he probably is a tough man to work for. Bill Barcells is that way. I feel like Sean Payton's that way. Yeah. 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 Uh, McDermott? I don't know. I don't know about McDermott. Yeah. I think McDermott is more of a player's coach than he's not. Yeah. Stefanski seems like he's a player's coach. They yeah, love him. I think, I think McDermott has like a very firm line. Um, I think McDermott's more like Gruden. Yeah. Where he'll take he'll take your noise uh, off field, off camera. Uh-huh. You know, but he's not. You're not going to show him up, right? I think McDermott, Gruden, um, you know, Andy Reid, certainly, Mike Tomlin, certainly. Yeah, uh, are all guys that I think you know will hear grievances off field and in you know, in in whatever way, right? Uh, just in the team environment. Well, I think Belichick is not that guy. I think Belichick yeah. is. You might be able to get away with it behind a closed door in his office, but you're not. You're not airing him out in practice. You know. Yeah, I think that that to me that's a that's a that's a mortal sin if you try to. Uh, yeah one up the coach in front of everybody, I think you're going to lose that. Nope. You can't have that. Well, I mean, yeah, you can in some places, right? But um, uh, Nick Saban's that way, I'm sure. Yeah. Nick Saban, you know. Yeah. And how he dominates uh, not just college football, but his team, you know. I mean, you have to think about Nick Saban is such a winner mm. that he gets dudes that are five-star recruits and gets them to agree to sit for two years. That's crazy, man. Jeez. Because the guy in the room is better. Yeah. Like, that's a sales pitch. Huh. You're one of the best players in your state, if not the best player in your state, right? One of the yeah. top players in the country as an yeah. 18-year-old. And Nick Saban's like, hey, if you come to Alabama, and you'll practice and suit up for games for two years. I'll let you – you can play for a year and go be an everyone draft pick. I'm and they're like, yep, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Hey – I was actually meaning to tell you this there, since we're kind of on the topic of hockey, we're jumping around a little bit here though. But uh, so I went to Costco and uh, a buddy of mine who started listening to the uh, podcast sees us, uh, sees my wife and myself comes right up to me. He goes, your podcast is the best. It's the absolute best. <laughs> so he's there. I I might do this there. So Jason and uh, a few other guys, they, they want to talk. They want to come on and talk. Montreal Canadiens, Toronto Maple Leafs, breakdowns when the games are happening just before, you know? So I think it would be interesting to hear these guys talk about it because one's a Leafs fan, one's a Canadiens fan, but they both know their hockey. And uh, yeah, it was nice talking to you, Jay. Uh, Hopefully we'll bring you on. Hey, Brad, what do you think for some of these rivalry games coming on after football? Yeah, that's fun. I don't mind mind that. It sounds like a good time. It does. It does, you know? Um, I just wanted to mention that. Listen, everybody that's listening, thank you so much. Uh, and if you're not listening, hey, like us on Facebook. If you're not listening, you're not going to hear this anyway. So. Exactly. But, well, you never know. <laughs> I have my ways of putting stuff out into advertisements. Right. You're, 
advertisement. It's like Adver- Davenport. <laughs> it's like my Davenport. That's right. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna go off the rails here. I, I feel a, <laughs> I feel a rant about Canadian food coming on. Just... <laughs> oh, you know it. I saw. I had to put it out there on the on the uh, Facebook uh, group, Guys Beer Sports Facebook group about all dressed chips. We just call them all dressed here. We don't need to show what's an all dressed chip. We know it's everything. We're Canadians. We put everything into something, right? So we know what an all dressed chip is. And I'm looking at the bag and showing me all the stuff that's included with the off-dress chip. And yeah. it says, number one chip in Canada. It's like, this is a place that brings you poutine, tortillere, beaver tails. <laughs> this yeah. is, we're diabetes haven here, okay? And yeah, here we are. We're telling the Americans. That's like the most Canadian thing. That's ever. <laughs> Your number one flavor. Is, like, you couldn't make a choice. So they put no. all of it on one. And we don't want to offend anybody. Here you they go. Here. Buy, they probably buy it and throw it right in the trash can. It's never thing in, in Canada, but it's all in the trash can. The landfills are full of unopened bags of all dressed chips. <laughs> I just love it how you have to educate the Americans. So an all dressed chip is everything. <laughs> so let's show a picture of everything going on to it. I, I had one once and it was I just I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I also can't do ketchup chips, and they're a big hit in this house, so we can't keep them. That's because Canadian. That's right. Canadians love. I don't know. They have some my, sort of. It's my wife's favorite thing ever is Canadian chip. Or yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember if when we took a trip. Listen, I remember we took a trip to Victoria, and I remember Nikki asking us specifically to bring back X amount of ketchup chips. If he hears you're going. That's the thing. I mean, we went the last time we went to Canada before the shutdown happened. We like you know we had to go early so we can go to the stores or whatever. And get the supplies, which is I'm happy to do that. That's fine. It's not a big deal. But it ends up being like Cadbury chocolate and ketchup chips. Like an obscene amount of both of those things. And uh so I'm coming back from you know Canada at the border, and the guy's like, Hey, do you have any to declare? You know, I'm like, Ah, yeah, we went grocery shopping. He's like, Okay, what'd you get? I was like, ketchup chips and chocolate. And he like smirked at me. He's like, Pop your trunk. So I like pop my trunk and he opens it up and he laughs because I have like Seven bags of ketchup chips and candy bars. <laughs> it just laughs and he goes, "Holy!" And I go, "Yep." And I go, "That's uh, that's her thing. That's why we're here." <laughs> like, have a nice night. And then you know, for a while, she could make those boxes uh, stretch out. But now uh, my girls are also giant fans, and so they'll sneak them and destroy those bags of chips. And that's right. Gets, yeah, they're all girl. quarter Canadian, right? So <laughs> I don't know what the math works out to be, but they're all. Canadians in the world, and we know that by their love of ketchup chips. So, <laughs> I just love that it. it's like all dressed. We have to show the Americans what this is. Yeah, it's the most little brother thing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it's oh my goodness! Okay, I so I even thought of that. Like, who... <sighs> well, like I told you, man. I mean, we have some very strange culinary tastes here in Canada, yeah. and. I know, you know. So I mean, this does, sh- should not surprise you. You know, it's not a surprise, but it doesn't make it any less like wow. <laughs> you know, like it shouldn't surprise anyone. I mean, we like everything, right? So, hey, let me ask you this: 
or we're talking about weird foods. Mm. Uh, you guys have maple bars in Canada, those donuts, I would imagine. Like, what are you talking about? Like, um, like, like what, 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 what you would get up there in the U.S. and some of those? Yeah, we, we do have those as well. Like, like we also have a maple uh, donut as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Maple donut. We call them maple bars because they're longer. And well, you guys have the bar. Yeah, yeah. But they put them on regular donuts too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had one with bacon on it? Yes, and I remember it was called the aircraft carrier in Whitby Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was I was completely in heaven. I was like, "This is everything I want." <laughs> there's, there's times I don't want people thinking that I'm this hater on like weird food because like I'll like I'll line up for it if it's there. But oh yeah, bacon on top I of get behind all dressed. Like I'm I don't want people thinking I'm a <laughs> snack weirdo and I don't like you know fun things. No, my my wife's American and she said that she's a chip purist, right? So it's like yeah, that means too. yeah. So it's like regular chips. And salt and vinegar, and no, maybe I'll sour cream and onion. Like I've had dill pickle chips. I don't care. Like I'll try whatever flavor there is. You can't just throw all the flavors in one bag. It's gross. <laughs> I like a nice all dressed. You don't need any. Just dressing. imagine, like if you went to someone's house and they had like six bags of chips on there, like all the flavors, and they opened the bags and dumped them all in a bowl and mixed them up. And they're like, here's your chips. Like that's that's gross. <laughs> gross. Why is nope. that gross? You don't know what you're about to eat. It's a mystery. Exactly. Every time. It's like it's like mixing Skittles and M&M's <laughs> in a bowl and eating them while you're watching a movie in the dark. No, it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's what you need. That's, what, little... you, that's what your next move should be. You should sell Skittles and M&M's together. Probably a giant hit where you live. <laughs> Who knows? Somebody Who knows? would like it. Somebody yeah. would like it. Someone does it. <laughs> you do it. Let us know. All right. I wanted to touch on here really quickly. Um, so, you know, no uh, no preseason for the NHL. So, of course, we're starting to see the injuries like we saw in the NFL, right? In the beginning with the soft tissue, except um, Joel Thornton, uh, 42 years old, signed with the Leafs. So, in the offseason there, comes out there, got hit, looked like a very innocent hit out for four weeks for the rib injury, right? And you know these hockey players are tough, just like football players are tough. Yeah. Um, so to me, huh? And they've got some gear on too. That's you know. Well, yeah, you know, and so it it was very surprising having a look at that hit. It was just like, how did he snap his rib? But he is also forty two. Yeah. And then I was looking at Mahomes, right? And Mahomes took that. And I'm starting to wonder if he even because he didn't look like he hit his head at all. So I was wondering, was he even in concussion protocol? You know what I mean? Well, because it's like, because didn't... it's like, was he choked out? Is that what happened? He had it no would. oxygen to his head. Well, that would be concussion. Um, no, that's not a concussion. A concussion is your brain <coughs> swelling. Yeah, let love. Yeah, okay. We can, we'll, we can get into that. But the, I can't imagine the, the worst thing that a player could get is concussion protocol. Yeah. It is, right? Because. But is Andy Reid playing one of those games? You know what I mean? Yeah, concussion well, protocol. Know, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. They can't play games with with concussion protocol. You know, because mm-hmm. there has to be an independent doctor that clears him if they yeah. go to concussion, concussion protocol. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, but they're not calling a concussion. Like, the man's all of a sudden. No, he was in there. concussion protocol. Yeah, no. And now all of a sudden he's he A-OK. Got, he, got, he got cleared from it. Yeah. So was it. day okay Like, it never, never happened. Well, maybe not, but he's clear enough to get cleared. But it's not the same thing as like saying he has a knee injury and they're just going to milk it and make it put on the game. Like 
The concussion's not that because it's an independent doctor that has to verify that you can get it out. Listen, all I know is that he looked dummied. Like yeah. dummied when he could get which up. Is and- why, yes, which is why they had to put him in the way he was. Like concussion yeah. or not, right? He wasn't right in the head, which puts him at a risk for injury. And so um, I mean, maybe it wasn't like a true headshot that put him that concussed him, but like he clearly was not right. So it was the right decision to put him out. I mean, obviously it worked out well, but yeah, Andy Reid Andy Reed didn't know that Chad Henney was going to be able to do that. Like, I can't, I just can't fathom. No, Andy Reid's a brilliant, brilliant coach. Because who would have thought that you're going to do that? No, oh, let's just do this. Let's run this guy. No, I didn't think that they were going to snap that ball in fourth down. That was awesome. Yes, that was well, absolutely awesome. He would have held out Patrick Mahomes in that stage to let Chad Henney play the fourth quarter. Probably, you know what? Yeah, totally. But I don't believe that he was ever in concussion protocol. Like, I, I just think that they were just well, making that up because it's just like, you know, you know, let's get everybody all psyched. That's a, that's a very dangerous game to play. How is it a dangerous game? It's it's behind the scenes. You say one thing, but really, this is what's going on. But you don't have any control over it. You know, if, if he works out and has a headache. If it was a concussion, I totally agree with you. But I don't think that – I think they knew right after that game that he was, didn't, wasn't concussed and he was just choked out. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I think there's a better way. I'm to not a doctor it. either, though. So. <laughs> I just – I understand what you're saying. I mean, with any other injury, I would be 100% on board. I just know that – it's the same philosophy as leaving a fight to the judges instead of knocking somebody out. Like, yeah. if you're going to leave it uh, the judgment to a third party, like you no, might- you're asking for trouble. You're asking yeah. for trouble. That's what I'm saying. I just I don't. There's a lot of risk involved yeah. in saying it's a concussion if it's not. Yeah. More so than any other injury, only because there's an independent doctor that has to check him and clear. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I I understand that, right? I'm just I'm just. Saying devil's advocates, saying that what happens if they Antonio Brown's knee injuries isn't that big of a deal, but he ain't playing. He ain't playing. Well, I don't. I think their offense is better when he doesn't play. Well, you know, I don't agree. I mean, I don't not. I do not disagree with you. What happened to my words there? (laughs) I do not disagree with you on that. (laughs) But listen, like to me, I was just actually going to say that that was probably the most brilliant move uh Andy Reid would have done is like yeah we'll just keep him out play this game of bluff like we're bluffing let everybody think this but meanwhile yeah. I got a I got an A1 he just got he just got you know he didn't have any oxygen for a little bit but he got an A1 quarterback ready to go yeah I don't know that's tough for me but <laughs> it's hard it's hard to get there eh yeah well, there's a lot of things at play you know yeah. it's like it's not a regular season game no, no, it's, it's a postseason game. game. It's like if you don't make it, that game was still close at that point. They're, they definitely were not ahead by a comfortable amount. Uh, yeah. I say, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, if he was playing Magic, who knows if all of a sudden Andy – uh, read Andy Reid's got burnt like in championship games. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Oh, dude, I, yeah. I, I, I do remember Philadelphia <laughs> how many times. Yeah, yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't know that you gamble at that spot uh, at that stage. but All right. Maybe. So now we know Mahomes is playing. Yeah. We know the Browns out. What's your pick? AFC Championship. Uh, well, let's talk about last week real quick. 
because I thought we went through this and we had some games that we talked about. I, listen, we I I was calling like for a major major scoring game in that Baltimore Buffalo game, and yeah. that wind was a new defender all of a sudden. I don't know, like that wind was terrible. Like it was just brutal. And I do have to say though that the Buffalo. So here's the thing: Buffalo gets burnt against Arizona in that Hail Mary, right? And I think that was a wake-up call for the defense at that point. Because since then, seven, well, if you want to count the playoff games there, nine weeks of complete well, yeah. stellar defense. You should. You should count the playoffs. That's, yeah. That's a real thing. Like You know, so nine weeks of stellar defense that you're seeing from these guys. Yep. And uh, they, that was a rallying cry. Something that never happened for uh, Seattle. Something that never really happened for uh, Cleveland. Yep. So well, the that's, turning that's point how there. the teams get made, right? Like, yeah, they make it out that way. They they contained Lamar Jackson. Yep. Lamar wasn't able to go running anywhere, and I think that it was a good idea not to run the ball in that first half because you saw what they were doing to Derrick Henry that defense the week before. Yeah. So of course you're going to rely on your well, number one weapon. The hardest uh, runner that Buffalo has is Zach Moss, right? Like the guy that was going to get yep. bit. And he wasn't playing, so you had to play to your strength. Yeah, and then Devonte Freeman just signed, right? Yeah. So Devonte Freeman is now, you know, wow, these guys are so behind. So I'm sorry. So I have my Facebook up here, and uh, Reed Reed has me on another. Uh, so Reed's another friend of the show. Um, you see him on Mondays. Yeah. Anyways, he's got a group chat here. They're all just talking. Like I think they just woke up out of bed. Because they're all just talking about the Pierre Luc Dubois trade. <laughs> it's like, boys, that's that's so an hour ago. So an hour ago. You look very official with your chalice. Your Anyways, <laughs> you you know it and I know it. Yeah. Uh, they contain the Lamar only, Jackson. The only game that I mean, I think I picked Baltimore maybe last week, but no, you didn't. I was right. I went to Buffalo, didn't I? Yeah. We had Green Bay. The Green Bay game went the way we thought it was going to go. Um, you know, we picked the Chiefs. Look at this guy. Look What's at this up? guy just just waking up, eh? Andy, and he has a different name when he came on here too. Like, uh, hey, uh, hey, Jeremy. Uh, come on. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, <laughs> We're confusing everybody. I'm sorry. Hey, Andy. What's up? Andy Mahoney in the flesh, folks. How are you? Yeah. Late night playing Smash Brothers with the boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> esports. Does esports count? Yep. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Man, uh, we were my, just my two littles uh are at my mom's house and so like there wasn't an early wake up bell. So my I got up at or I woke up at seven and rolled over and then I woke up uh late. So Yeah. You're in good company. Yeah, it's all good. I was the only one that was excited to come on today, so <laughs> <laughs> I was up at five in the morning and just, you know, he's all dressed chips. <laughs> I'm going to go buy some there for the playoff game tomorrow for sure. Andy, have you ever had all dressed chips before? All dressed chips? Yeah. Nope. They only sell them in Canada. They're the number one. No, no, no. They've, we've infiltrated into the U.S. now. Because we, ha- I, I, do I have to show you the package? I'll bring it up. I'll share it with everybody here. We don't need to see it. 
They just can tell we you. have to explain to the Americans what's in the all dress chip, which is everything. It's everything. It. Well, this is I would have guessed it. everything. <laughs> it's everything. It's the all dressed. Yeah. They just go. put all yeah. the things on a chip and then put it in a bag, and they just it's the number one chip in Canada. Number one. I eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You it's good. I tried it before. It's not. It's, uh, have it's you guys definitely. have the dots, uh, pretzels yet? We don't have principles. No dots, pretzels. Oh, dots, pretzels. Well, what are those? Oh, no, I don't know. They're sweeping the state of Oregon at least. I, I figured they were everywhere else too. They're like these just perfectly seasoned little pretzel twists. Usually, I hate pretzels, but these are you guys. You guys awesome. are on your own island there in Oregon, though. You're not even on an island, but you're on your own <laughs> sort of thing going on there. Maybe someday. Maybe if. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, what's going on with those trailblazers? I don't want to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, man, the injury train. Yeah. How about uh, uh, Dave Lillard getting on the Mahoney parenting plan? Yeah, yeah, twins. That's fun. Yeah. Had a as a boy first, and then put in a set of twins, boy and a girl behind him. Yeah, yeah. In for it. We'll see how he goes. Yeah, Lillard. I mean, he's had kind of a hot and cold start. Uh, but he's getting there. And then McCollum came out guns blazing, and then breaks and his foot. Breaks his foot. Yeah. What the heck? And then a Nurk. Like if you've seen the replay of him, <laughs> like he's like a Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. <laughs> it was tough. It's hard to see that that was a break, but yeah, it was. So there we go. And it's uh what like four to six weeks at least for both those guys and Zach still yeah. out. Gosh, I man! But it, and you guys good. even had like that's the other thing too with that. the NBA. The NBA actually had a preseason, so NHL didn't, NFL didn't. And you're seeing kind of some of the effects of it. Um, we were just mentioning about a trade in the NHL, and that's the other thing too. I never even brought up is that it was a trade between really two countries. The way that the NHL is set up. You have a Northern Division, which is just all the seven Canadian teams, Eastern Division, Central, and a Western Division. But that's just a U.S. broken up. So Canada, even though we go East to West as well, is just the Northern Division. <laughs> so Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Montreal, they're all playing each other, right? Yeah. So to make a trade, if you're trading between the U.S., you're losing that player for a potential of 14 days. Because of COVID. So that's that's huge, Brad. I know, I know. It's a 56 game season. You're losing somebody for a possibility of over 20% of the season. 16 points can make for something. You know what I mean? It's like maybe. Yeah, we just maybe had the games postponed and the, the I play know. all their social media posts made it clear that it was because of the contact tracing Memphis was having to do. It wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because nobody wants to be the bad guy, right? Like, it's not us. Oh, yeah, especially in the Northwest. Well, that's the other thing that happened oh, here yeah, in the NHL. Was, yeah, it was super interesting. It popped up and that that it was that way, and then and then all of a sudden uh, they're canceling games, and then it was an onslaught of like, this is not Portland. But the thing is that the NBA, they have they have marketing power. They have commercial money. They have real money, right? So they can do, almost like the NFL, they can do whatever they want. If they want to move games, they can move games. I think that, that was pretty apparent when they walked out last year. They got that power. You know what I mean? Now, the NHL, 
not the same sort of beast. <laughs> no, seriously, right? Because it's just like if they did, the very fact that a top tier players got traded and Brad sitting there going, you guys didn't even make the news here on ESPN. It's like, <laughs> it's like it just tells me something, right? That's right. But the thing is that Ovechkin, with all of his Russian brethren there in Washington, um, so it was like four guys, but your top player, probably top five player in the world, right? They're all hanging out without masks, drinking in their hotel room, right? And the league decides we're going to punish you, so you're going to miss four games. That's almost 10% of your season you're going to miss. And you're missing a guy that's on just chasing Wayne Gretzky's goal record, right? So that's four games gone, and it's a 56-game season. So it's, it's interesting that they're making that they're doing that. They're making that the the example. It doesn't matter how good you are, you know. Well, yeah, the start with a hammer. I mean, we saw the NFL do that, and with these giant, you know, half million dollar fines and loss of draft picks for guys not paying attention either, like because it's real money. Yeah, but the NFL, the NFL's got their favorites too. Let's face it. Come on now, Baltimore. Yeah, we'll keep kicking lost. that one. We'll kick that one down the road because we want to see Lamar Jackson play. Denver, you don't got a legitimate superstar, so you're going to go out there with your wide receiver playing quarterback. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you are, but that's oh fine. no, I'm not. What are you talking about? I'm not wrong. So you are because uh, <laughs> Baltimore was contract tracing with a strength coach who had been in the league meeting and got exposed. Right? Denver broke protocol the same way that the Capitals have, and they were all in their little quarterback group meetings, not social distancing, not wearing. Okay, mask. I they see where you're going. Okay, so there's a way, like. It's, it depends on how you like the rule got or they got you know whatever right like you got infected but how you got infected matters. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, and you know what, I can give a pass on that, but still, it still looks shady when you're throwing out a wide receiver yeah. to go play quarterback. Well, it wasn't a wide; <laughs> he was a wide receiver in college. He was a quarterback for them now. He just wasn't no, he wasn't a quarterback for them if now. And if he was, then that's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> Their fifth string guy. <laughs> so you say he's a starter in the CFL? With the day of practice. No, he's probably a backup in the CFL. <laughs> okay. The <laughs> CFL guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. So uh do you want to get into or do you, you want to wait for the NFL right now? We were in the middle of it there. Yeah, but... just wait for the NFL. Let's talk. I'm gonna talk to uh, USC with Andy because that's I do that's... too. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Big card tonight, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to – I got, I think, two guys coming over to watch it, and it should be great. Yeah. Uh, it's you, a different uh, – I want to talk quickly about last weekend's fights, just and specifically the Max Holloway fight. What did you think about that? Uh, so I felt like Holloway was – he's never – we talked about it last week that I felt like he never gave us his best. You know, like he was good and he's won and he's been a champion, all those things, right? But I, we always feel like there was a step missing with Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday's performance was like, oh, that's the guy we've always been hoping to see. Yeah, or like who he was at first, right? But then yeah, the yeah. big fights just never... Yeah, just couldn't show up when the lights were on, right? Like when it really mattered. Like we thought, you know, I wanted him to be a generational talent, like a John Jones or a yeah, Peer, like something like that. And he just wasn't... You know, he wouldn't show up, and then he shows up that way. And yeah. It was like he got a second wind almost, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, he's just been so, so many bruisers too, you know, where it's just those. I mean, this was another one of those. I, I didn't. I saw the highlights. I didn't actually watch the fights last week, um, but I saw it went to a decision. But maybe they almost called it early on, like they should. They should have called it in the third round. Yeah. Should have yeah. called it yeah. in the third round on. Uh, yeah, old Herb should have thrown it in the third. His but then he just dominated him. The fifth. Yeah, it's, uh, they they could have called it any time from yeah, the third on. Uh, yeah. Hold up and watch it again. Yeah, uh, it, it was on ABC last week. right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. First no, time, that, first time combat sports, right? Like, hey, Brad, first times, like the last time they did it was Cassius Clay against uh, uh, yeah. Sonny Liston. Yeah. It'd been it'd been a couple of decades. Yeah, wow. but it was a, it's a show you can find it. It's on it's out there. You can yeah. I, I would man, you should watch it because it's one that kid is tough. But uh, oh man, man, it's a clinic. Cater, yeah, yeah, Cater's a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At one point, Andy, uh, Max Holloway is talking to the announcers and tell him he's the best boxer in the world and then sneak punching homeboy in the face. And like, dodging at the same time. Hands Not down, like dodging shots, yeah. telling Dan Hardy, who's running the table, that he's oh, the best boxer in MMA and then punching homeboy. Punches him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It's the wildest thing. He's like yeah. so upset. And he's telling that guy he's the like. Man, it's it's a fantastic. The first two yeah. rounds are fantastic. I gotta watch it. The last two rounds are like vintage Anderson Silva. Me and you are not in the same league. Yeah, I'm just gonna. It's it's like they, they should have stopped this already. I'm just gonna punish you. It's, well, I think that was the other thing too. Like he was trying to prove a point. Is like this fight should have been stopped, but he's not even looking at him anymore. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not even uh, looking at you. Yeah, it's it so, was it's definitely something to watch. So something it I heard good to see uh, that Condit and Brown were on that card and that was a ridiculous fight too unbelievable fight unbelievable until until holloway took out that was the fight of the night yeah yeah oh i believe it i mean both those guys bring 110 percent every time they fight this fight made that one like you almost forgot about it and it was just crazy absolutely crazy and the thing is you had three first round knockouts on the main card yeah that card was a good card it was just a banging card it was unbelievable i gotta watch it did you guys see the chiesa fight i'm in canada so it was nowhere to be found i don't know about you brad espn plus right yeah yeah we don't get espn plus Uh, yeah i'm surprised to see one that he was headlining and two that he won because he's another guy who it feels like who Chiesa? Out of the Ultimate Fighter or whatever he was on, I think yeah. he was on that. Yeah, like he, he seemed like he was going to be great, and then he had all the like close fight after close fight after close fight, and he just never came up on the winning side. So I was happy to see that he won, built beat another UFC uh, alum from that show. But yeah, it was a weird, yeah, it was a weird day for a fight too. So yeah, like noon, I think. Eh? Uh, you know, when yeah. You- yeah, yeah, and I thought that there was fights on last Saturday, and I was planning on watching them, but then it wasn't on. And then I saw it was on ABC. It was on Sunday. We had other stuff going on. That's why I didn't watch the yep. ABC ones. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but I'm all I'm all ready for tonight. Yeah, there's so outside. I mean, the biggest fight is the main part, right? Like we'll talk about that in a minute. But there's two other fights that I keyed on, and one is the it's the Brad Tavares fight. I think that's going to be a barn burner. Um, you know, just because we share a first name, I have a special spot in my heart for him. But he's always <laughs> been a good fighter. Um, and then that Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler fight is also going to be, uh, man, that's a close, close fight, I think. So, is this Chandler's first fight in the UFC coming out of 
Yeah, like he was in Bellator and Strike Force and all that, right? Yep. Yeah, I th- yeah, it's his first. This is his first uh, rollout, and then you got you know Dan Hooker who uh, beat Dustin Poirier mm-hmm. uh, not long ago, right? And so it's you know. Yeah, who yeah, was uh, Chandler's rival? Uh, came the UFC five years ago or something. What, what was that guy's name? Um, gosh, I can't remember. Yeah. Mm. But he he had like a kind of long time rival in Bellator or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember what his name who it was, uh, and we probably would feel stupid if we look it up later. But uh, so Alvarez. Big news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it was Alvarez. Mm. That's not it. I'll have to have a look at that. I do know with the the main event that besides it is just going to be Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor part two. Conor McGregor is a different Conor McGregor. Like he's hugging Dustin Poirier and talking about Louisiana hot sauce and all that. And it's just like. Yeah. It was a charity. And- yeah, it's a different Conor. But. There's a certain someone that is watching this fight as well. And is seriously talking about coming out of retirement. This, it all depends on whatever he sees in this fight. So Habib Nurmagomedov, who was talking last week to Dana White, and he said, it all depends on this fight. And if this fight, they show me something, I'll come out there and fight. If not, I'm not going to hold up the, the division and I'll give up the title. Huh. So he wants to see what's happening with this fight. He did so, say Because I keep yeah. seeing like mixed mixed messages from him like yeah dana white came out yesterday uh, not yesterday last weekend said they had a sit down this is what happened yeah so he, he wasn't like committal because yeah. it's just like it all depends on what happens with this fight it's so, interesting. yeah so he you know and to me i think habib beats any of these guys like there's nobody that can even go up against habib there is nobody this is a man that could literally at will decide your fate it's like in that octagon. I think if Connor comes out and destroys Dustin in the first round, that could be comes out to fight him. Oh, of course. Connor, Connor looked like just so tightly wound yesterday at that press conference. Like he was nice and, you know, and all those things. But like, if you just look at him physically and with the way he's moving, like it's vintage Connor. Like he was, he's ready to go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can tell, like, uh, I feel like his body's been a little soft in some of these weigh-ins recently, you know. Yeah, and like legs really popped out yesterday. Like his, you know, yeah, but he, you know, that he was fighting legs. He was fighting cowboy the last fight. I mean, yeah, I understand all those things. I, I just think that this is going to be, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just my fandom getting in the way. You know, it's the same. I always wanted to see like Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather fight in their prime. Right, you know, right, right. Never happened, right? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see a good Connor and a good Khabib. We saw, so that. Is, we saw that. We saw that. We saw that. Well, yeah. maybe, right? Like, we saw it from Khabib, but Connor had just gotten paid. Connor was a little soft. Connor was in that WWE throwing, you know, pallet jacks at buses. Like, yo, that was Connor being Connor at that moment. Okay. That was yeah, whatever. Want, sure. I just want to see a mature Connor fight Khabib. Okay. I still think Khabib right. drags him, in, but some of that's what I want to see. I don't I want think to see the old violent. Russian just destroy him one more time. <laughs> there is nobody in that weight category that could compete with that man. No, but I want to see. I want to see the hatred that he has for Connor come out one more time. <laughs> like I still remember I don't when he's feel like I don't feel like Connor. He's got a punch, <laughs> right? Like yeah, if he, if he hits against the deep. He yeah. can do it, but that's it. 
And I don't think Khabib's going to get hit by that ever. He's too smart. No, I want to see him dominate. I don't think it'll be a good fight. I just want to see the fight. Like, don't don't get attention. Like, I don't think. I just want to see it happen. Uh, well, this is what Khabib said, uh, which is not what Dana White said. This is Khabib's own thing. My mother is the most most precious thing I have. You won't push me to do things that will disappoint my mother. I don't even have plans for UFC in the near future. No. I don't even have thoughts about preparing for a fight. That's what well, Khabib. Maybe- Maybe that's for his mom. Okay, he was with Dana, and he said a different thing, you know, because Dana's the next a father thing, the next figure. Thing we'll see is Dana White's making a trip to Gagstan, and he's gonna sit down with mom. <laughs> that's it. He's gonna sit there with mom and say, "Listen, your son is some sort of special talent." It's like, <laughs> well, she, she knows. Let me tell you how much money. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, that's the thing, right? Khabib's already got generational money in Dagestan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got generational money for there. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's not, uh, it's it's not about the money for him. No. no. Yeah, but he is he is pretty big into honor. As yeah. we saw well, when he's, he's the, the most age after that fight. Week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you know the right the right dollar amount would definitely. I don't think so. Back. I don't think it's about a dollar. I think he's too principled for that. I think I I really well I, the right I, fight and the right dollar amount. Come out. I was surprised like, to see that he sat down with Dana White. To be honest with you. Yeah. But he's probably salivating and maybe licking his chops to fight Connor one more time. He said what he said. Yeah. Yeah. But he told Dana White a whole different uh, ball of wax there. You think Dana White just coming in there? Dana said he said that, right? You want to trust the old boxing promoter? Like, I always trust Uh, Sean. Who who wins, Khabib or Vintage GSP? Why? Why these questions? Vintage GSP? I the, say we know the answer. We just want to hear you. It goes. It. it goes to decision, and GSP comes out the winner over Khabib. It would be just, controversial just because the games move forward. I don't know, man. I want to see that fight. That's that's one thing I do know. I got to be honest. I mean, my heart's with GSP, but my mind is there going. I don't know. That's too close to call. Too close to call. It's. Yeah. It's two of the best talents to ever walk in there, right? I mean, not to say anything bad about Anderson Silver, or John Jones, or all those guys there. Which, by the way, John Jones looks like a beast at two fifty. God, <laughs> he looks like a beast. I can't even with you right now. He's Who, me? What? <laughs> you know John Jones at three on your list right now? No, no, no. That's what it's not like you said to me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, maybe yeah, four. Depends on where no, you're three, three. Yeah, Habib's number one. There's no way fans are bots right now. So yeah. you go Habib, GSP, GSP, John, John Jones. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do you have? Jones number one. No, yeah. no. Jones all day. No, hundred percent. No. Wait till I, mean, I when he fights somebody in the heavyweight division, then maybe I'll say they're okay. Yeah, but he hasn't done that yet gonna happen do you want it to is gonna happen jones, jones and Miocic or jones and Ngani? i don't think jones should be able to walk in there and just get the heavyweight title shot he's gonna have to fight somebody like Derek lewis or uh somebody that's in the title contender and then just see that one why not yeah like right now israel adesanya is being handed the keys to the kingdom right now just like here go get the light heavyweight title fight yeah. you know just go in there and do it you know meanwhile if you're uh, Blakovich, 
you just won this title. It's like I gotta go defend against this Joker though. But it's that, like what like, world? Your mindset, then you should like. That's the thing. Uh, what? Like the, both those guys. What is Israel? What has Israel Adesanya done besides in his own weight category? What has he done? But that's weight uh, category. Weight like category. He's still a dominant guy. guy. Uh, he does a Hadouken. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I don't mind. I don't mind guys jumping up or down a division and getting put right back in a contender because you can see what they are. No, There's Anderson no Silva didn't even get that chance. But GSP Anderson did. did. GSP Anderson. did. Yeah, he did. GSP did. I knew you were going to say that. Anderson Anderson fought at his correct weight. Yeah, but Anderson moved so up John to fight Jones some people at heavyweight like this entire time. Perhaps. Style better should have been at this weight the entire time. There's some guys that have fought a, a weight below than what they should have been fighting, and we all know that the move up is not going to be a big deal for them. Anderson right. Silva moving up made him slower and fluffier. Well, tell that to Forrest Griffin. <laughs> well, but Forrest, Forrest was like <laughs> Forrest was never the most technical guy. <laughs> all heart. Yeah. All hard, right? Tell that the Forrest Griffin that is like, yeah, he was slow and <laughs> the reason why Forrest went and just walked out like Yeah. Such a good clip. I showed my kids that clip the other day. Oh, <laughs> with the, we just got smacked and just left left <laughs> Still was matrixing him. Yeah. And then he just knocks him out and Forrest runs out of the cage. Straight. You should show the one though with Weedman where he's doing that and the Weedman just catches him. Boom. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Forrest actually waves him off on the ground. <laughs> He's not out. He waves him no, off. Yeah, that's exactly he waves him off. I think he tapped out or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it, looked, yeah. it looked like a playground fight, is what it looked like to me. It was like, like in fifth grade, they got into it by the swings. Yeah. They gave Connor a shot everywhere he went. Yep. Yeah, so, because I mean, because th- that's because like you know this guy was marketable. He was just shooting his mouth off. I mean, the very fact that they're comparing him to Muhammad Ali, but Jones is one of the maybe the greatest fighter of all time. I don't I don't have any issue with them giving him a title shot unless Ngannou and Stipe are going to fight. Yeah. That fight should happen. I do have a problem. The man's but running around are, like roll, just bumping rails. Hey, let's just go bump rails. Let's go do this. Let's just go. You know, we're going to go skiing today. <laughs> problems oh did i hit a pregnant woman's car i'm gonna go run from the situation how many chances does this oh, man get right? the walter payton man of the year award we're just saying he's a good <laughs> <laughs> you know he's a I'm trying to look in the kitchen i just want to eat the food <laughs> listen i don't disagree if you get him in there and you have him in a title shot, absolutely. But I think Nagano is supposed to be fighting Stipe anyways. That's the next match supposed to be happening there later on down the road. I think John, John gets the winner of that fight. I think that's the move. That, I agree. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Uh, is Go. it just your Canadian loyalty to GSP and G- Khabib's style, which is just like GSP's, that makes you value them? Does it all come down to Canadian over like being objectively able to say John Jones is a better fighter? No, it, it's a lot more than just that. I mean, the thing is, is that John Jones is, is just great like talent. Too. He just does the same thing GSP did, which is 
dominant and amazing, but I just I don't think either of those guys would be able to do that to a fighter like John Jones. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. I mean, <coughs> as the Americans all choke up. But I've been hearing Americans say like how BJ Penn was gonna destroy uh GSP and how Matthew's gonna destroy GSP Man, and how this guy and that guy Josh Kochek you believe no. Josh Kochek is like he's gonna give oh yeah Nate Diaz Nate Diaz you even said Diaz I'm like what are you high are you high right now Carlos Condit definitely for sure and Carlos Condit was the closest with that head kick he was the closest oh, to Hendrix, him. man. Hendrix was the uh, closest. Hendrix, yeah. But then you saw what Hendrix was afterwards. Yeah, Matt he Hughes. That was super disappointing. <laughs> he beat his ass so bad that he had to get on steroids. That fight stole <laughs> the dirty soul, man. Yep. He won that fight, and they didn't give it to him, and he was done. I think it took all of his will to fight out of him. He never looked the same after that. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. know Hendrix won that fight. Say it. There's a good possibility that he might have got robbed. There's got a good robbed. possibility. He got uh, robbed. He got but it's robbed. no different than Forrest Griffin defeating, uh, what's his face there? Rampage Jackson, where I thought that he got robbed. And I thought that Michael Griffin, when Michael Griffin, <clears throat> Michael Bisbing, when he defended against uh, Dan Henderson, he got robbed, Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson made him look like a bloody, he made him look like a bloody mess. And here he is, I'm still champ. <laughs> Can't see out of my eyes. Oh, he got he got his. Yeah, and when's the last time you saw a fighter concentrate on one thing? I'm just gonna win with a jab. I'm oh, gonna man. win this fight with a jab. That fight was so painful, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Every like, oh gosh, Josh Kostic's eyes. He was never the same after that. Oh, he didn't. Did he even ever fight after that? I don't think so. I never saw him. I can't think of a single fight. He probably did at least once, but I I can't. I don't remember any of it. That would just crush your soul. That's the only only fight that's ever made me cringy. Oh, it was so painful. No, that what's the fight? Uh, (laughs) it it was it was uh like one of Kimbo Slices' first first fight after uh being on Ultimate Fighter, and the guy just kicked his leg for. Three rounds. Yep. Oh well, the one that brutal. Who was that? The Burger King guy. Uh, Big Country. Yeah. Big country. Remember, he had him in a crucifix that just lied on him, lied on Kimbo. Yeah. <laughs> Punching his head. All right. No yeah. real damage, but they had to stop the fight because he couldn't defend himself because his <laughs> arms are pinned. My arms are pinned by this big fat bastard here. My arms are pinned down, and he's punching me in the head over and over. But it's not hurting me. But I can't do anything. And I remember Rampage saying, what are you going to do when the moon's on you? The moon's on you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you can't move the moon. It's like. <laughs> I love it, oh, man. Oh, hey, Andy. I'm yeah. going to get back to answering the question that you just dodged. Andy asked you a question, and then you gave what? us this garbage answer, and then spun all the way around. What are you, what are you talking about? What oh, question are you Canadian loyalty. Yeah. No, I didn't give you any loyalties. I just said that he's a great fighter. He defeated a man with a jab. Okay. Uh, People count him out. I I think he likes being the underdog. I really do. And I would disagree. He likes being the underdog. I think that's what led to him taking a little hiatus. You think so? 
Is it that or the or the, you know, the testosterone replacement therapy he was on? Well, get out of here. You do realize that, you know, he had that, uh, like, so much of his... I don't know what it is with people in Canada. Brock Lesnar, same sort of deal. But getting uh, part of his stomach removed there and everything, right? So it's just like, yeah. that's, that's that's legit, bro. He, has, he had the diverticulitis, too? Yeah, yeah. Well, he had... Uh, um, he, he allegedly had something like that. It wouldn't disclose it. Yeah, it was something like something to do with the bowels, anyways. Yeah, I think the game was moving forward. I I think he knows that he slipped out of that fight with Hendrix. He realized the game <sighs> was shifting, and yep, oh, boys. Everybody's allowed to have one bad one. Okay, you could have one stinker. One. And that stinker was against Matt Hughes a couple of times. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> All right, I did, I did, I did wonder something about here though. Andy. I didn't dodge a question. I absolutely answered it, <laughs> asked and answered. <laughs> One right. Contact. Yeah, well, I think he was cleared that day, buddy. That's what I think. So Sean holds to the fact that Andy Reid held Patrick Mahomes out of the fourth quarter of one of the biggest games of the year with a concussion to rest him. <laughs> no concussion. He was choked out. He was choked out. He had no oxygen. So that's why he got up all wobbly. Yep. You know? But Sean maintains that they, they gambled that a, a did they almost lose that game because yeah. of that? they weren't that wasn't even no, no. They had to look at Baker Mayfield and saw what he was doing, and he did mm-hmm. nothing. He did nothing. They needed the backup quarterback to convert on fourth and short to win that Yo, game. There's no that's all that's all Andy Reid. That's not Andy Reid. That's Andy Reid calling being gutsy and calling a play call. Anyway, Sean still maintains the conspiracy is that the Chiefs are willing to gamble on an independent third party clearing their quarterback. It looks brilliant. It's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) It looks brilliant on Andy Reid. It's like, what a mind. He's playing mind games with Buffalo. I believe a lot of conspiracies. (laughs) conspiracies, This is not one of them. So it seems like it's going to be Kansas City and the Bucks at the Super Bowl. Well, no, what in the world, you boys? You know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks vintage right now. Okay, that's going to be a good game between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Like that's going to be a good yeah. match. It's in Green Start Bay. Up. It's going to be cold. It's the first championship game oh, yeah. in Green Bay in a long time. Okay, so it'll be that'll be. I think that's the better game of the weekend. Yeah. So I think that for me, it feels. Uh, I think it's going to be Bills, and it's going to be the Packers. That's what I feel. I would prefer the Packers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like the Packers. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not supposed to though, because I'm a Seahawks fan. Or is it okay to kind of like? Oh, you could. I think you could like kind of like the Packers. It's not. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, I have no opinion on the the Chiefs or the Bills. You make Sean feel good, and you can say that you think the Bills are going to win. But I would go with the Bills because the Chiefs were there last year, right? Yeah, yeah they won the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Listen, with my heart, I'm I want the Bills to go. If I'm I like to wall it out, it's the Chiefs. Like, I just yeah, love it because so it's Sean. the yeah. Vegas says that the Bills Chiefs game is closer than the Buccaneers Packers game. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I would imagine that. I mean, the thing is, is that. The Bills are built to beat KC. You think about that week six game, right? It was a lot closer than everybody thinks, and they can go toe-to-toe. They can go toe-to-toe with KC offensively. They can't. They have all the offensive weapons out there. Stefan Diggs is a beast. 
Yeah, absolutely and everybody and i love it because you've been you've been poo-pooing on josh allen all season long and i think now you you should buy a jersey you should buy a josh allen jersey right now for the amount of times you poo-pooed on him only publicly <laughs> because it makes me feel good to mess with you <laughs> you poo-pooed on like him my, so much my george st pierre take is real like that's a real <laughs> My Josh Allen take is merely for my enjoyment of your reaction. <laughs> George St. Pierre. So what do you think? George St. Pierre is just a ham and egger? I don't know what that means, but yeah. What what, what do you mean you don't know what that means? That means a guy that just gets up nine to five or a ham and egger just going in. Yeah, ham and egger. You never heard that? You guys never watch enough wrestling. Oh, my it. gosh. Yeah. Nick Rude would come down there and he'd go, oh, you ham and eggers. Nine to five. Is it one word or Jobbers. is it? It sounds like sitting in the ring. Keep quiet while I take off my robe, hit my music. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. So ham and eggers <laughs> stuck uh, in my head. <laughs> I, think, I don't think that George St. Pierre is a top five fighter of all time. No, you don't even put on the you top. You are five. so what marijuana? Wow, what Seattle marijuana strain are you on right now? Because. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. Thank you, Andy. Yes, he is top five at the very least. Oh my god. Top ten. Top ten is good. Who's your Who's your three, Brad Jones? Yeah, it's Jones, uh, Khabib, and then it's uh, Anderson Silva. Like you can't discount what. Yes, you can. The last decade of his fighting career was terrible. What are you talking about? No, it was not. No, it wasn't. Ever since Weedman, it's been garbage. Garbage. When his it, foot went it, around Weedman's thing, it's been garbage. No. The same. Listen. It was a man that fought for way too long. Exactly. Sure. But you can't discount what he did early on. No, you can't. Absolutely. He did dominate. He was but the dominant thing is, for eight years. Do you think anybody sits there and actually sits there and goes, well, I remember that? No, they remember the last little bit. Now, no, yes. Now, when he dies, they're going to remember all that good stuff. Absolutely. What are you talking about? Sure. It all goes on the record. Daniel Cormier is a better fighter than GSP also. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. No. Yes. No. The no. Yeah. no. No. Just up the eras. Like, yeah. it, the game is no. continued to develop. And You can't just pick anybody and just insert here. No. I'm not. No. Yes, you I'm are. not. Look at the numbers. Yes, you are. Look at the numbers. Next thing you're going to tell me is that uh, Big Country Reads is a better fighter than GSP. I mean, I it's just, that. we're going to go, we're gonna go crazy here now. Yeah. Data 5000 is a better fighter than GSP. Anderson, Khabib, <laughs> John Jones. Oh, my gosh. That's top three. Oh, Brad. The rest are debatable. Oh, I don't know what you've been. I don't know who's been influencing you. And your mixed martial arts. I'm so wow. 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 Uh, I don't think that Josh Allen is a terrible quarterback. I think he's made great leaps this year. I just dude is football. I like IQ. to talk. I just like to talk trash to you about him because it just gets you all spun up. That's just my game. <laughs> you know what you're doing then. <laughs> Josh Allen has arrived. Um, and if they don't win this year, they're definitely winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's in the, the short future. I think the best two teams in the AFC are the Bills and the Chiefs, and it worked out well. I think yeah. that, that that's the move. And, I, I, you know, as much as I dislike Tom Brady and his Uggs, uh, I think the best two teams probably made in the NFC, too. It's a good I, I have to agree with you on that. 
Yeah, I do. I, to me, I mean, Tom Brady is not going to be intimidated in the cold, right? No. Tom Brady has got the best defense on the NFC on his side, better than Green Bay's. Yeah. Well, we'll I, would, I would, I would contend. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay has the running game to push back on Tampa Bay's defense. So. But Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Drew Brees. Yes, at this moment. I, I, yeah, I, I think these, I think these two matchups are maybe even better than the matchup we see in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. The Super Bowl is just going to be for what it is. But you're right. This is like really for all the marbles at this point then. Because yeah. to get in there then, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a a crapshoot then at that point. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, I think it's Packers-Chiefs, and then we can talk about who wins that game. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's Packers-Bills. You know. If you were to talk to Reed, it's going to be Tampa-Bills. But, yeah. <laughs> But uh, and Andy thinks it's going to be Chiefs, uh, Chiefs and Packers or Bucks, Chiefs and Bucks. That's what you said, right? No, he's not, he's yeah. not going to You talked me out of the Bucks thing. Oh, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I have no education on this at all, but yeah. I would, I, mean, I would much rather see the Packers win. Yeah, yeah. But it just it's the fact that uh, he made it that far in his first season that made me feel like, oh crap. He, he was you we all we all kind of figured he would though because i mean the man's a smart man he went over there and said oh they got a really good o-line look at that they have a wide receiver wow they have a decent tight end and if i can convince gronkowski i could probably get in there too okay this is a great team i'm gonna go look at that team and thought that they had a good o-line to protect him and they had a really good defense yeah yeah Tom Brady hasn't set the roll on fire with his games he's actually had some clunkers so He's 43. <laughs> it doesn't mean well, he loses. What a shot. Yeah. We're all rooting for him to lose. Yeah. Yeah. For a man. lot of reasons. <laughs> great. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. That'll, uh, that'll close us up for the week. So I got a one on one question, or is this, was this oh, our one on one questions? All right. Let's get your one on one. Is this it? Was this it? Do it. Oh, is that it? Do, it? do it. All right. One on one. But this is a more American than right now, isn't it? I don't know why you got to keep trying to be divisive. Why can't we all just do it? <laughs> well, no, American, right? It's like when every man for himself, right? Is that American? That's what we call it up in Canada when we're playing basketball. There's three of us playing. It's called American. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what it's called. It's called American. Yeah. What do you guys call it when there's three guys playing and you're 21. playing one on one? No, you're not playing 21. That's that's shooting. No, it's an actual game. So like, you're you're one guy trying to come in. Two guys are going to defend you. But if you get that ball back, then you take over. So you're playing like a one on two. Yeah, that's call what, it. Yeah, it's called. No, 21 is is shooting. 21 is no. shooting. Oh, uh, 21, is, 21 is uh, every man for himself. Uh, it's called American here. 21. It is starts shooting, with a, it starts with a shot, and then yeah. and then the game's in. You can do three. You can make three shots. Yep. Yeah, and then you got dribble in. Yeah, that's called American here. Anyways, okay, so we, we went over this enough times. Sorry, we just have a list called "This is Little Brother Stuff," and this is what it's mono e mono is what we call it. Mono e mono. Yeah, it sounds very American. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. My Davenport, my maple syrup. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think that the NHL is so skewed in the U.S. of A. As far as just news coverage, anything, sports coverage, anything like that. 
first of all, it's because he called the U.S. of A. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say NHL? Yeah. The very fact that I'm there, I'm talking about blockbuster trades that just happened 12 minutes ago, and Brad's like, didn't even register here in his I'm like, What? <laughs> what? Uh, I, I don't think I don't think NHL does a good job of marketing. I think that they decide to go a different route. Um, you know, and the, it's hard to find a like I can watch hockey here because I'm so close to the Canadian border. I just watch the CBC channel and watch hockey. You can't watch hockey on you know mainstream sports in the United States. That's because the NHL doesn't want to pay for it, and that's they don't have the market to do it. Well, so, Wednesday, I thought Wednesday was a big game, right? Because they did NBC was showing Edmonton, Toronto, because you had two probably the biggest names in hockey playing, yeah, right? Not so, on the NBC Sports Network, which not everyone has. Well, NBC Sports Network is a thing of the past; it's going away soon. So, because no one watches it. Yeah. Like, not everyone has it. Like, I pay extra. It's included in the pack. I pay like ten dollars a month to have a sports channel package, and it's included. But I wouldn't right. pay for it otherwise. Like, yeah. but that's the NHL doesn't do a good job of marketing and trying to build a fan base. It's kind of true because really, with there's thirty six million people to go crazy for it right up here, right? So they could people would man if if like they could figure out how to infiltrate American culture and, and get it live. Like people would love it because it's fast paced. Right, it's basketball and football combined. It's violent and it's fast. Like it's it's a great sport. It just doesn't get any play because it's never on anywhere. Well, There's I'm thankful the Snoop Dogs there. Uh, Snoop, maybe Snoop's the Bernie Sanders of the NHL. Maybe he'll bring <laughs> it up. Have you guys ever seen any of his uh, advertisements for the NHL? Like when he's sitting there explaining rules or anything like that, or terminology. Bernie? No, no, Snoop. Snoop. Because he'll tell you about the flow. He'll tell you about the biscuit. He'll tell you about... <laughs> uh, Andy, have you seen Snoop Dogg call any professional sports games? No. You should find it. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's quality and it's entertaining at the same time. Like the, he, the one, what, he calls Laker games sometimes and they're like, they're so good. <laughs> He's there in the NHL. <laughs> He's like, look at he split the defense. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> that's uh, cool it, it's super entertaining if they would put Snoop Dogg on an NHL game and put it on like a Saturday afternoon when there's no other sports on people would watch it Yeah, that's what they right. should do Brad what's a flow what's a flow I don't know Yeah, I'm, you haven't been paying enough attention to hockey haven't been paying enough no no Andy yeah I don't I don't expect you to know what a flow is so yeah it's your hair man it's your hair in hockey in hockey it's your hair your flow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why do they have terminology for their hair? Because it's hockey hair, right? Which is the old mullet. Right? So ever since Yermir Yager, it's been called hockey hair. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what they call it, the yeah. flow. I guess. The flow, right. right? So don't forget they're back in the day, they used to not wear helmets. To like hockey. Well, now, what, what's, what's the baked biscuit? The puck? The yeah, there we go. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. See, you yeah. guys, you get it. You get it. What do you say? You have to risk it for the biscuit? Is that a... Got to risk it for the biscuit. That's oh, right. That is, there's some hockey talk right there. Risk it for the biscuit. Hmm. One of my one of my Canadian friends said that, because uh, I, I kept mentioning, I go, listen, Brad's, Brad's really good. He's trying to learn hockey. He doesn't know a lot about it. He goes, does he know offsides? I go, 
Yes, he does. He goes, he's 80% ahead of half the fans out there. I can track the puck (laughs) in basic terminology. Does it work the same way as uh, soccer? No, completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Oh, it's like numbers of players on on one side. So the guy that's carrying the puck, when you enter the offensive blue line, you've got to be the first one in. So you can't have a winger without the puck going in before you. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're carrying the puck. You've got to be the first one in. Or if you shoot the puck in before you get in there, you got to just all chase the puck, right? But you can't be shooting it in before the center ice, right? So you got to break center ice in order to shoot it all the way in and dump it into the uh, end zone there. Anyways, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some good hockey terms. It'll be interesting to see how much the Kraken moves the needle for hockey fandom in the Northwest. Seems I think like you guys are doing it, the right things. It definitely did for soccer, you know. No, it'll it'll take a couple of years, but it'll, it'll, I think it'll, you need a team like that. That's part of it. Like if you don't, yep. but here's here's the best part about being an expansion team now is that you get to be able. If you look at Vegas and look what Vegas did, Seattle's got all the tools to be the exact same thing. And you hired a female assistant GM, if I'm not mistaken. There, as yeah. Well. The thing is, is access though. That's the thing. I'm telling you, if hockey was on, people would watch it. It's not on in the states. It'll mm-hmm. be on when the when Seattle Kraken start. It'll be on in the Northwest because it's going to yeah, be a yeah. region like a, the local <laughs> network is going to play it. Like that's yeah. how it works. There's not a lot of local markets in the U.S. that are, you know, picking it up. That's the thing. You know, folks in you know New Mexico are watching hockey because they don't have access to it. Yeah, true enough. True enough. Well, folks in Arizona probably aren't watching that much either because their team sucks. At this they moment, have- they do. They do right now. <laughs> they like they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, are they still like Coyotes? Arizona, the Phoenix Coyotes. Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, they don't oh, call themselves Arizona. Phoenix anymore. Yeah, just Arizona. Never even heard of that team. Oh come on, Andy. I'm for real. I, I've never heard of the wow. Coyotes. <laughs> the Yotes. <laughs> no, no, you. Oh, didn't, didn't Gretzky uh, twilight his career there? As a coach, he was coaching over there. They were a team then too. Yeah, yeah. They they've been a team for a while. Yeah, at least twenty years. <laughs> at least two decades. My point, though, Sean. The marketing's terrible. Yeah, I can name you know a handful of hockey teams for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, what do you think? What's the over under on Andy on Andy naming five teams? Excuse me. Oh, I got five. Come on. You got five? All right. I, I, all right. I'm trying to get Sean to say yes or no if it's more than five. I know me and you, I, I'm with you. That's I think I think Andy could get about seven teams. Let's seven see. Teams. Let's see. All right. Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Sharks. What sharks? I know there's a sharks, but I don't know. The city. Play. You got you gotta, you gotta say the city. Sacramento. <laughs> Close. Close. Mm-hmm. That's not close. I guess it's close. Yeah, it's close. It's San Jose. San Jose. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Okay, so that doesn't really count. But um, the Kings. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay, Kings. Wh- where are they? At L.A. Okay, all right. All right. Um, all, all California teams so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. There we go. Penguins. Where? Pittsburgh. Okay, okay. We're at five. I like it. Um, North Stars, Minneapolis. No, they don't exist anymore. But did they used to be? They went to Dallas. Minnesota, yeah, but it's now the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that doesn't yeah. count. Um, Kraken. 
It's not a team yet, but uh, okay, we'll give you that one. Uh, officially, yes. I'll give you that one. Oh, 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 oh the Canadians. Where are they? This is They're the most storied hockey Alberta? team. This is the most storied hockey team. <laughs> storied. <laughs> Did you just say that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Every single one of my French-Canadian listeners are going to be freaking out right now. The Alberta Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Seems redundant. <laughs> The Montreal Canadiens. Montreal. Montreal, okay. Um, and then the team in BC is... The... You can't even mention the Leafs. Like, I wore the <laughs> Maple Leafs jersey I don't know how many times. You haven't even mentioned mention. the Leafs. He's not going. The, the Canucks in uh, BC? Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes. All right. I know that the Leafs are in Toronto, but I would not have thought to mention them. Uh <laughs> I hit seven on my own. Yeah, you got yeah, seven. You did really the, good. Get the locations of all. You really no. You were, you know what? You did a heck of a lot better. There's even teams like in the big cities, like you know Boston, New York, and <laughs> Philadelphia that you didn't even take. New Jersey. Well. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Who's uh Who's in New York? The Rangers. Rangers. That's who Gretzky yeah. played for, right? At the end of his career. Yeah. Who'd yeah. Lemieux play for? Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, I love how you're like penguins, and Sean's like, "Where city?" You're like, uh, "Pittsburgh." Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's got the the famous mascot now? Is that Pittsburgh? The he shows up at protests and stuff. Red. He's like a red furry. Oh, that's Philadelphia's mascot. Yeah, I can't remember his name right now, but yeah, it's Philadelphia's furry. mascot. Liar guy. Yeah, just sitting there with the eyes. Gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the Philadelphia's team is the Flyers. Flyers. Yeah, remember if you go into Flyers restaurant and he had a Philadelphia Flyers jersey there, and I was like, of course he does. <laughs> oh, Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, <laughs> and look at that That's city team, at right? all. Is that a team? Huh? Yeah. That is a team. That's an yeah. original six team. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I, I mean, know you would have cleared the seven without even saying the truth. I know. <laughs> and on that note, I think this concludes episode twenty-six. Oh my gosh, it was a blast! Thanks, thanks for being here. We we appreciate when you come on. It's always a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you, boys. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, thank you, everybody. Remember to subscribe, like, listen, all the good stuff. We'll be back uh, Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. Monday. On all things NFL. Sounds excellent. See you guys. Peace. All right. Peace. See you, See you guys. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.